right, start yeah. the show. Uh, you guys want to start the show? Let's start the show. Saturday Morning Serial 99 is filmed before a live studio audience. Hey, Jake, can I show you something over here? Sure thing, bud. I'm trying to send Genevieve a sexy pic. Just make my bubble butt pop. Nope, I'm out. Who's that? I don't know. Um, excuse me, pal. Take you out of my desk. Whoa, 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 whoa. Drop it, drop the weapon. Don't be a gun dumb. Squad, meet Detective Johnny Heck. He's been deep undercover for the last 12 years, but he's just resurfaced, and he's rejoining the 9-9. That is awesome. I can't find the sugar. Good morning, Serialites. Welcome. It's me, Dan Grimshay, as always, trying to act as your humble guide for this show we call Saturday Morning Serial, where we celebrate the themes of Saturday morning TV, which not only did we grow up with, also they grew up with us. You know what I mean? And you might have surmised we're coming to you direct from the Saturday Morning Serial 99 Precinct. And on top of that, we have got, finally, our old undercover wayward sheep, Johnny Heck, back with us. Everybody. Welcome back, Johnny. Deep, Where you been? Deep, deep undercover. <laughs> That's right. Actually, I just uh, I forgot how to get to the studio. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so. we actually do record all. We actually all meet up, uh, and it's been a challenge lately. Um, yeah. but, or perpetually. Or perpetually. Yeah, yeah. but he's back, and he's yeah. bad. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I guarantee at least twenty five percent. More funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll take those odds. Put your money on more funny. Uh, also joining us, Mr. Jimmy the Gent. Chime in, Jimmy. Hey, howdy, hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Uh, I think I'm, I'm good. We're doing great. Love yeah. to hear it. Thanks mm-hmm. for asking me and all Thanks of our Thanks for having me public. back at this monumental event. Yeah. Yep. We've got all four of us. Who's the fourth, you might ask? Well, oh. it's Mark E, but we'll get to him later. He'll be chiming in from time to time. Yeah, I'll say something. As we talk about Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, I'm so excited about Coming this back, beginning its Phoenix journey back mm-hmm. from the grave. Yeah, this is a big deal. Um, and I actually had the opportunity to meet uh, a lot of the cast members at San Diego Comic-Con uh, 2019. And uh, we're going to be bringing you a lot of awesome audio. Wait, well, what are we well, doing here? Well, tell me, what who'd you meet? Uh, I'd like you to go ahead and go over the list there. Oh, uh, Mar- Marky cheated me out of my favorite secret segment. Make Marky say a bunch of names <laughs> real quick on the spot. No, I don't want to play that game. Just, uh, I, I, but they were all there. It was really cool. I'll tell. I'll talk more about it as we get into it. All right. And, no. th- and that happened at San Diego Comic Con 2019. 2019. Yeah, that's yep. right. That's right. We were. This was uh, a crisp Saturday evening in July. It was on a Saturday. It was a. It was a. It was a very crowded. Um, uh, this was a big presser. Um, we had Joe Latrulio. We had Terry Crews. Nice. We Go. had uh, Jake Peralta. Dang yes. it, I screwed oh, it up. Man. Oh, man. So close. Andy Samberg, uh, Melissa Fumero. Yes. Uh, J- John Del Trajecci. 
Trajectory. You know what? No, you go, you Dan go. Gore. Yes. And Dan Gore. Yes. All right. We had Luke all those. Del- tra- 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 <laughs> <Ba-da, ba-da. laughs> it's catchy. But no, honestly, Marquis, that was that was amazing. I tried Great work. Yeah, yeah. I, I really tried. Coming but, out of left field there, too. I know. Well, let's make a big deal out of this one because this was a show that was dead in the weeds. Um, it was just left there. It was it was a popular show. It's a yeah. funny show. Yeah. It started on Fox. Started Had on a Fox. very successful, what, like six-season run yeah. or something there? It was doing great as far as modern TV goes. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly, out of the blue, yeah. they dropped the bomb. The show is canceled. Right. And Unceremoniously. And then Twitter went no crazy. Twitter went crazy. They all went crazy. Uh, Mark Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, stepped in on this one and, and said something like, you know, how could you cancel this show? I'm crying over here. Even uh, That's a paraphrase. I, I didn't watch it, and I'll get into that in a moment, but even when it was canceled, I was surprised. Just based on everything I've heard, especially from Mark, just gloating over the show and loving it. And it was that fan reaction that saved 9-9, and it was picked up, what, the next day yeah. by NBC. Usually, it takes a little while. People want to... Either it the producers to, like, want to shop see. around. Right. It was immediately picked up. So it just shows how popular it is. And the the Phoenix, it just rose again out of the ashes. So uh, good for us because we got to talk to, or you guys got to talk to these people. And, yeah. and now we share this with all of you. It's our gift. Yeah. Yeah. Universe. So uh, it's going to be a series of three different sets, um, about five minutes a pop. We didn't have a whole lot of time. Um, well, it's the hustle and bustle of Comic-Con. No one can blame you. I know. I know, but uh, it's it That's was That's a pretty big get though. It was yeah, it was pretty probably um, cool to be in the room. There was uh you know, it's a round table format. Um I was there with about three or four other journalists. A lot of them I met for the tables that we did the uh, good place for. So go on com if you want to check out that old episode. We did that back in December, I think, of 2019. But uh yeah, we share we kind of we all bonded when we were together at the good place and then we're like oh hey let's all sit together again when we do brooklyn 99 because you know we all work well together so uh, you're not going to hear a lot of um uh these are not in-depth real nitty-gritty get to the truth type of interviews yeah. a lot of superficial you want stuff that, you better get saturday morning cereal on patreon <laughs> yeah, you got to pay us for that one yeah. uh, but 49.99 a month just for us yeah is that in depth but there there is, is that per episode oh. yeah it's 499 dollars. <laughs> it's yeah. per yeah. listen okay <laughs> it's uh but you know we do get to the heart of the matter you know what brought them there um, what's it like being a part of this thing? And uh, wh- why don't we get in depth? How about that? Oh, you want to get in depth? Yeah. What do you like about this show? Uh, what, what, uh, I feel like you put me on the spot. Mm-hmm. Say some names. Missa Pamera. <laughs> Damn it. I, Damn it, Shay. What I, do you like about it, Johnny? Well, thank you for asking, my friend. I, I, Like I just mentioned a moment ago, I didn't watch it. For the longest time, despite Mark and I talking about it at length, and I just said, "Look, I don't like Andy Samberg really from SNL. I, I understand he's funny, just didn't want to watch it. But wasn't your cup of tea? Wasn't my cup of tea? Wasn't my line of meth? I just <laughs> didn't like it. Um, but I ended up watching. I, I caught something. I think it's on uh, syndication now. So I picked up an episode. I went, "All right, this is kind of funny." And then I just binged the whole damn thing. I'm even on the second run of it and just 
dying. So yeah, it's difficult for me to say, but Mark was right, I guess. We weren't recording that one. Welcome back. But absolutely love it. It's it's one of the funniest shows I've seen, and it's coming from talented people like Dan Gore, the writer from Parks and Rec, and this cast. I mean, Andre Brower in a cop comedy show. I mean, this guy was on mm-hmm. Homicide: Life on the Street. Now that show was gnarly, and to come to the comedy, it just and it just works. You know, and uh, that uh, his his comedy doesn't work unless he doesn't carry all the weight of his past performances in there with him, right? This man is was so serious and such a, he's a phenomenal actor, obviously. I think he's won Emmys from all the other roles he's ever been in. And then, you know... Or he hasn't. We haven't done research. I mean, we have no idea. Show, we, don't, yeah. we don't really do research. But check the I show, vote check the show notes. Yeah, but, <laughs> but still, this guy, you know, when you see Andre Brower and he's doing like this super straight but hilarious character, um, God, it's such a relief. Uh, straight in quotation marks. Oh yeah, did I say straight <laughs> yeah. man? Yeah. Well, you know, and I think that's obviously he's the, another. He's the quote unquote straight man. I didn't even mean <laughs> that. That's an underlying joke. I yeah, just I realized pun was not intended there. Uh, I just I uh, I'm such a fan of his. I've always been, and this just takes it up to a whole other level. I just I think he's fantastic. It's a uh, I I if if you're gonna ask me what I think of the show. I feel like I'm going to explain it. I have a, I have a question you, over here, back. Uh, back in the corner. I don't know. Can you hear me all the way over here? Yeah, please. Yeah, go ahead. A little We'd closer. Love to hear the better, question. Closer. Uh, uh, real quick, um, Grim. Yes. What do you think of the show? Don't have time for that right now. <laughs> but, but let me tell you about Brooklyn Nine to the Nine. Uh, this is just in case you don't know what we're talking about. This was the show on Fox for several seasons. It's a comedy that takes place in a police precinct, which is why you're going to hear a lot of Barney Miller comparisons, which I don't think are terribly fair. I think like a a gentrified Barney Miller. (laughs) It's a little gentrified. Are you getting any of this? (laughs) Am I coming in? See, I, 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 it's, but it's pop culture driven. It does not take like the idea of being a police station seriously. Right. Considering how many, you know, times of the joke is that, they're chasing a, a serial killer. Yeah. It's, it's still yeah. very much like a cheers vein ensemble comedy the entire time. And it's so pop culture driven, which I think is why it's worth talking about here. Right. I know it's one reason you love it. That's Marky, why it's the perfect Saturday morning serial, but it's, show. it's so very pop culture and meta, uh-huh. but uh, whimsical to the point where it's like that show community, which was so amazing. But way more accessible. Mm-hmm. Zero stakes. Yep. And I and that's my opinion. And that's actually why I like it. I've seen pretty much the entire series. Yeah. And you'd walk through, and it, it's difficult to. Yeah, you have a cop show, not to get too serious about it. But aren't they solving, solving murders? And they just make diehard quips. But it works. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not taking a piss <laughs> yeah. on it. But yeah, they are bringing in a murderer, and Jake just talks about diehard. Everyone's kind of kicking each yeah. other in the nuts. But. It works. It, it it has that fine line, that balance. So enough humor, but it doesn't get I think serious. It falls on either side plenty of times, but it evens out. I I just saw one yesterday where, like, to learn the lesson that it's okay for Charles to have an adopted son. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Nicolaj. Nicolaj. No, 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 Nicolaj. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, <laughs> 
like uh, Peralta had to at literally watch a suspect in multiple murders escape. And then he said, eh, that's day shift's problem now. Right. Like literally wrote off this potential <laughs> serial killer <laughs> yeah. because I want you to know it's okay for you to have a son. Yeah. That felt like it landed a little wrong. And I like the show enough. I'm going to let it go. Also, the fact but that I, I don't know you, what you're talking about. It Ten years from now, it'll be the subject of BuzzFeed articles. You know, see, it doesn't matter, right? I mean, that thing, I don't even remember that at all. There, there's, there are no stakes yes, in Yes, you show. blocked it out. It's very clear. Yeah, but it's also like things are, uh, th- things are so quippy, right? There's just, they're, yeah. these, there's just zinger, zinger, zingers. And it's like, it doesn't really matter, you know, and everything's so like heightened that, you know, it's, it's kind of how. And that is its saving grace. It right. is so heightened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it just. makes it so fun to watch. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's. Um, it takes it about as seriously as the diehard movies take, take, take violence. I mean, this is, it's, it's obnoxious, you know, uh, I'm going to attack a helicopter with a motorcycle. It's ridiculous. Right. Well, he did get that. Oh. He did get that helicopter. Well, it wasn't the I best he... diehard movie though. Well, well no, let's, let's, let's well, be fair. No. Um, but we'll, we'll get to that. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure but there will. are stakes involved. I mean, and like in the heist episodes, once sometimes twice a year, there are definitely sometimes stakes. Let's, yeah, exactly. That's low that key is. stakes. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is some people would call that low stakes. But some, I don't want to. Some quibble. people would call that a MacGuffin. <laughs> well, and then like the whole precinct is like involved in this thing, you know, at the same time I, where there's murders and stuff going on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. They drop everything. Right. Like Every single Halloween, or for the listeners, if you're not familiar, <laughs> there's they have a tradition of doing a show all about trying. They have a contest to have a heist to have uh, uh, people in the precinct steal something. They spend literally the entire shift doing this. <laughs> And they have uh, doubles. and Yeah, uh, there's a lot of money going yeah, into this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, But, you know, like um, any good comedy, um, there is this conceit, right? Uh, cheers. There was, I mean, it was, it was hardly ever busy. It was only like four people in the bar at any given time. You know, how did he make a living? <laughs> right. You know, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like it was never really that busy. It wasn't like they were hosting weddings. Every once in a while, you saw some people like in the back room. I'm pretty sure the restaurant upstairs was always busy. Maybe yeah, you had, but a, maybe that, had a taste right. of that. I mean, let, let's not let's not get into the what if clear. or whatever. But, you well, know, I, like, I misunderstood your question. Yeah. then. But, you know, uh, well, I don't think they would have sold to Robin Colcord's corporation if they weren't a successful bar, Mark. I think they got let's bought out. Let's be realistic. I mean, I mean, depending on what his lease I'm was, not here to relitigate the premise. Of cheers. Why is it every week we get into the same <laughs> goddamn argument yeah, I mean, about cheers? I mean, if there's one thing I know, it's, it's how to run a bar. And, you know, All right. Well, Anywho. Mark, Mark, well, you brought up a good point on cheers, and I'm not going to get back into the weeds on it, but if you looked at cheers and you see these people are there every day drinking, is there a degree of alcoholism kind of <laughs> no, It's not serious, but, right? Right. So, in the yeah. same vein, yeah. could you talk about these cases that. Jake just walks in, he's crying because he just the weight of it. No, you have to go with the comedy. You have to focus on it. You have to acknowledge, yeah, in real life, yes, it would be, but it's not law and order. It's not yeah, homicide. It, it, and it don't does want... seem like they made a very conscious choice about that. And I Which respect it. Right. And and to touch on Let's your point, do... yeah, they are alcoholics, but they are paying the rent. So <laughs> I mean, you can't I mean they're functional a, yeah. alcoholics. Yeah. All those people did Norm went to work every day for the yeah, most part. Yeah. He was in a cliff, right? Went yeah, to work. Yeah. 
got driven to and um, even when norm lost painting his accounting job he went and painted he was a painter uh, robin yeah. colcourt's house that's right, right. that's yeah. right yeah, yeah. so okay. my god we've all seen a lot of cheers yeah, yeah. he did his wife yeah. and drank all day that was awesome <laughs> yeah yeah, so. yeah well i mean too close to reality maybe mm-hmm. and then that whole story where <laughs> coach went to jail for murder i mean that was just that was just brushed over yeah yeah oh you guys he did kill about. him yeah, but anyway, anywho, yeah, hashtag Coach Fire. Well, and there's first. also big money like Frazier hanging out. He didn't even really drink that much. Maybe he just had one or two shots of some fancy brandy that was really overpriced and uh, helped pay the rent again. You know, this uh, man. And so anyway, uh, next on our Cheers episode, we're <laughs> going to be talking to uh, you know. Yeah, we're, before we get way too lost in the weeds, let's start teasing out these uh, little conversations, mm-hmm. these intimate little. Comic Con uh, talks, chats that you guys had with a uh, uh, Mr. Terry Crews and a Mr. Joe Latrulio. Am I saying that right, Marky? Yeah, I think you nailed it, buddy. All right. Well, in that case, uh, I'll let you call for the magic interview machine on this and get us going. Magic interview machine. Get me, Joe Latrulio and Terry, Terry Crews. Meanwhile. Hey, guys, you got a second life? We did. Yes. What's it feel like? I mean, did you know it was coming? I mean, we all. I mean, we all did. No. 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 We did. No, we didn't know. They. They. MBC was so cool. They made the announcement at our table read, uh, our last table read uh, for the show for uh, sixth season, and and, uh, the room exploded. We we were thrilled. It was like you know our parents gave us a new car. Yeah. You know (laughs) the second time. Yeah. Because you know we messed around and got all overconfident the first time. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, we're all back. What in the hell? We're gone. And we didn't want to fall for that again. We're just like, okay. We were humbled by last year. Humble, humble. It was like, hey, man, don't think it's automatic. Nothing is automatic. It it doesn't even matter how good a job you do if it's about to be canceled. That shows. This this show's fantastic. We were all talking about this, and my gosh, you guys hit it out of the park. And if your show can't make it, then what can? well, I mean, I'll just say thank you for saying that. And also, you know, this season after coming back from the dead, essentially, and you realize that, you know, you just keep doing what you're doing and people will appreciate it, you go in with a, with even a, a bigger uh, swagger of confidence. You're like, yeah, we always believed in it, and so many other people do now. Uh, it gives that those episodes a, a little punch. But I, I got to tell you this. I am even more excited about the next 10 years, because when you look at the success of Friends, The Office, it's fever pitch. It's it's bigger than when it was on the air. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's gonna happen for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I mean, long after, you know, in the next 10 years, the, the lore can just keep growing. And that's what makes me feel better than ever. It's like, now you know that everything you do is going to be part of culture for a long, long time. And it, it's, it's nice because we get a lot of incredible compliments from people. They come up and they say, you know, this is the only show that I watch with my whole family. So I feel like we're already like creating other generations that'll be, maybe their kids will be like, listen, I saw this show when I was a kid. Why don't you, I, that would be wonderful. That would be my dream. It's, so you guys are part of somebody else's cheers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, right, right. That, I mean, that, that, that's right. all of us have those shows. Well, all of us. I feel like a lot of what gives it heart, like specifically for your characters, is your very different uh, but passionate like versions of fatherhood. And I was wondering if you would talk a little bit about like where that like comes from for you guys, or like what it means to you. Oh man, I'll start with because for, for real, for me, I mean, I love being a dad. I, 
I cherish being a father. I've been a father. I mean, I literally was a dad the day I got married uh, because my oldest daughter was my stepdaughter and we got married she was two. And all of a sudden, it's, it's wild because we're, my wife and I are celebrating 30 years as of next week. And I look at this thing and I'm like, I've been a dad so long. And now I'm a grandpa. But also to represent what this means. Uh, because, you, you, you know, it's something that you can damage very, very easily. You know what I mean? When you look at what the, the legacy of Bill Cosby and this kind of stuff, it just makes you go, ugh, and it makes people cringe. You know, yeah. when you look at people that you adored and you find out, oh, no, you know, if they don't do it right. But those who do do it amazingly, you just go, oh, my God, you, you, it's like water on your soul. You know what I mean? And I realize, you know, when you look at the versions of, of fatherhood that we both portray, it's all good. Because I know this man. You know what I mean? And I know he's a good man. Yeah. And I know what's going out there is perfect and right. And, and it's just going to it's gonna inspire a whole nation of new, of new dads and new people. It gives you other ways to go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a new dad, so a lot of the new dadness is very real coming in, using it for Boyle. Um, and it's a, humbling, it's a humbling position. I learned a lot from the guy to my left here and Andre, who is also an incredible family man. Uh, and uh, and so I've learned a lot U using the challenges that I'm seeing as a, as a new dad to bring that into kind of Boyle's energy and his anxieties about making sure Nick Nikolaj or Nikolaj. It's <laughs> <laughs> so annoying the way you say it. <laughs> Speaking of fatherhood, Jake and Amy were both talking about having kids of their own uh, last season. Yes. So in the upcoming season, if that does come, how much do you think your two characters will be giving advice to them and what kind of advice would it be? Oh man, well certainly Boyle would be right there at the hospital waiting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think he's going to make sure uh, the right type of foods are being fed the little infants at the very beginning. All fresh ingredients, all grounded. I think uh, Boyle's going to be very, very happy and live certainly vicariously through. <laughs> Uh, uh, he'll, uh, he'll want Nikolaj and the new baby to be best friends as well. Sure. Well, you know, one thing I love is that they set up the dynamic that if they don't, it's fine too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That was a cool way to go about it. You yeah. know, uh, whereas I'm the one that's telling them, "Hey, man, don't do it." You know what I mean? Like, and uh, Rose was like, "Yeah, go ahead." You yeah. know, it's, it made it a really cool thing because. There's nothing wrong with you if you don't have kids. You know what I mean? And that's a great message to put out there, too. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's a great choice. Um, and you have to be ready, and you have to want it, and that's the thing. And if you're both ready, it's great. Um, I think the writers are just on it, man. They're always on it. Um, and they learn from different things, and it, it just feels like real life. Right They've now. always challenged themselves to kind of create new paradigms for sitcom couples, right? They've always wanted to try to make things a little bit different. I think they did that by pushing the marriage as long as it did, and I think how they've gone through the marriage this past season, they've tried to approach different issues and not approach it from a very traditional standpoint, and I think they'll do the same with parenthood and how Jake and Amy go about making that decision as well. They're, yeah, they're right on it. Ice Cream Jones. And new ice cream cone cereal. My name's Ice Cream Jones. I'm bringing the kids my ice cream cones. A crunchy new cereal for breakfast. A great taste of ice cream cones. Whoa! I'll have vanilla. Give me chocolate chip. They look like little ice cream.
cream cone. And tastes like them. The crunchy part of this nutritious breakfast. My name's Ice Cream Jones. With the great taste of ice cream cones. New ice cream cones. I remember this commercial. Ice cream Jones. I, I like that right at the boo 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 boo. I remember this. I remember this cereal. Like it, it was literally like a little ball of vanilla or chocolate and a little tiny shaped cone. Oh, like it, I remember yeah. that too. Is that yeah. what this? That, that was that. That's that. Oh, was, I don't remember that commercial at all, but I do remember that cereal. <laughs> it was fantastic. You know, Ice Cream Jones was my break dancing name in the eighties. <laughs> Were you cool? Oh yeah. <laughs> I had a commercial well, and everything. I did. <laughs> and do you know what else was cool? My interview with Terry hey, Crews. Hey, Tim wow. and buddy. Nice. That was mostly me talking to him, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. It wasn't planned that way. It just kind of worked out that way. But uh, it was a little bit more in depth than I remember. That was that was pretty good. That was pretty deep. Yeah, uh, it was. Humble brag uh, is. <laughs> Is very valid right now. You did yeah. grow. Listen, you, you, you know, looking at each other. The like, trouble yeah. of complimenting you. Oh yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. I, I'm gonna do all the lifting here. I wasn't pre- show. Honestly, I wasn't prepared to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, I wow, I I totally forgot about that. You know, it's a Saturday at Comic Con. I'm three days in. A lot of that stuff, you just blank out, really. You're just on. <laughs> but that was great, man. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm hope I'm sure that they're listening to this. Thank you, Terry Crews and Joe Latrulio, for uh, giving us the time and those awesome answers to yeah. those really great questions. For real, they were. And uh, and by the way, I'm sure you know who Terry Crews and Joe Latrulio are, <laughs> but please forgive me because I'm going to underline it. Okay, Terry Crews. I mean, for God's sake, the the guy from Idiocracy, uh-huh. the the Mike Judge movie, uh, and then he played uh, like he was. In a bit part, he could have got he he was that one guy, that one guy. (laughs) But uh, like in he to this day, he might have still been that one guy, except for the success of this show. Yeah, well, he was made him an absolute fixture because he you can find him in some seminal like he played the Isaac Hayes role in the remake of uh, Escape from New York, right few years ago mm-hmm. he's the old spice guy like in those really awesome commercials you guys remember that oh of course yeah yes he, he was, was one of the old spice guys yeah that mean where he was always just like with his shirt off all putting on where, the old where spice. you got to be hilarious over the top and super cut and uh, yeah super and super fits cut. all of those yeah. all those bills which might have been the the thing that got him this role well yeah and he was um uh famously he was uh he was actually he was a great college football player. He was actually drafted by my favorite team, the Washington Redskins. The Washington, uh, no? The Washington Redskins. Name All right. It, say my name. All right. Fine. Um, Put a line so, in the sand. <laughs> yeah, but he was, yeah, he was like, he was literally a football player, uh, but he, he turned out to be incredibly funny and a, and a, a great actor. Agreed. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was just think, trying to remember which Friday he was in, one of those Fridays uh, where he, uh, maybe the third one. Um, I don't remember Friday him in that. Next, yeah, uh, he tried to Friday play. next month. The uh, third. It was one of the later. Ones. Well, there was Friday the, next Friday ones. and he Friday wasn't after in one next. Of the good ones, but yeah, oh. and, uh, among yeah. A, a myriad of other things. But yeah, but I mean, he's I, just. Uh, I think he's amazing in this one. Yeah. Well, I, I was just wondering. Uh, uh, you all seem to swallow it pretty good. You know, there was no remake of Escape from New York. 
Oh, yeah, okay. that's what I was. So I, that's, I saw, that's what threw me off. Track. I, thought, I saw Jimmy pull out his phone as if to confirm something, <laughs> no, and he came up with this bullshit Friday thing. Right, and I was like, No, I put that trap out. I thought at least Johnny Heck would have caught that. I, I heard. But then I, I thought that would have been it. a little off track. I thought. I thought it sounded pretty reasonable, although it sounded a it little. It sounds yeah. absolute. If I was <laughs> casting this movie. He is absolutely Isaac Hayes, in it. <laughs> oh, and that's why yeah, that's yeah. why I threw it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, later on in this Cheers episode, and, and we're going to do our dream casting of Escape from New York. <laughs> that's two weeks, two weeks time. But anyway, that was just to prove a point. Like this guy could do any. You would absolutely believe it. Terry Crews, amazing. Yeah. Now, Joe Latrulio, equally amazing. Actually, been around. Even longer than yeah. Terry Crews. Yeah. Long before he was a Washington woman, he, uh, Joe Latrulio was part of the state back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. MTV. 90s. Anybody? Yeah, I remember that. Johnny Heck, did you have cable? I, um, whatever the antenna could pick up, I was, uh, very, no, I, yeah, do remember. He's one of those, one of those guys in a lot of ways, too. And he was a part of these comedy mm-hmm. troops, and there's so many of them that came, that came out from it. Yeah. It was like that '90s alt comedy scene, and and just like Terry Crews, all these funny people, kind of apart, maybe aren't your A-listers, but just as talented, just as funny. But you put them together, and it's like, oh shit, yeah. this this is lightning in a bottle. You have all these people connected, maybe on their own, not as noticed, but now it's it just blows yeah. up. Yeah, and they they all have their real specific you know character traits, right? You know, Terry is this the super ripped jock type character. Uh, super dad. But, yeah, yes, he happens he, to be a super dad. You know, it wasn't your question. They talked about that a little bit in the yeah, interview. Yeah, a, a little uh, bit, yeah. And they never downplayed the fact that he has three daughters, right? It's mm-hmm. always he, – he, he's never tried to teach named, them sports. Uh, named Cadney and Lacey, right. by the way, which is a big 80s show for you guys that are – just catching up with us in years. Yeah, it's um, never been a negative. So that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, so obviously, this guy's always wanted to be a cop. So there's hope. He's always wanted to be a cop, um, and uh, you could tell he he honors police by naming his daughters Cadney and Lacey. Yep. <laughs> I think that's so funny. Which now that the show has been revived, takes on an extra new meaning. Oh, that's right. With the, uh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. Because well, as we were saying, it has been revived. Its new life is beginning mm-hmm. on uh, NBC. Yeah. After Fox gave it the unceremonious axe, <laughs> this is what happened way back in the '80s, kids. Back before your time. Ask your moms about it. Cagney and Lacey was a primetime, hour-long police procedural about two female police detectives. Right. What's this now? Female women detectives. What? Yeah. Women were cops in the Very 80s? Very progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why not put them together? Now, and maybe I shouldn't have even brought that up because it, it, I think it was dropped due to low ratings. It didn't meet the threshold after like, I don't know, look it up yourselves. I'm going to say season three. Check the show I notes. I actually don't think it it, it had low ratings. Hashtag but, show notes. Oh, you think they killed it because it was women? I think it was perceived incorrectly and they yes i yeah i think that had a lot to do with it all right <laughs> yeah Another but anyway reminder how important. we should definitely do more research on this show yeah it doesn't matter why don't you guys go out there and do your but damn research what cagney and Lacey is famous for is that once the network canceled it mm-hmm. they actually received enough mail yeah mail. kids letters 
this is there's no hashtags, there's no social media. So you're We're saying literally talking women had nothing to do with it. With the letters. It was all male. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop, yeah, I see what he did there. Me now. <laughs> Come on. Okay. I think the best part was looking at Mark and when he got it, he I just was, looked at it like oh. uh, Yeah, I was trying to like put it together. I'm like, why did you bring that up? The light bulb went up. It'll land. It'll land. You, you actually had to sit down. Write a letter, put, find out where to send it, yeah. who to send put it. Put a stamp to, on it. Put yeah. a stamp lick on the it. stamp. Lick, yeah. lick this is a lot of research for some you know, of our younger listeners. I can't just be writing way. and licking things all day. There was a lot day. of licking Stamps. in the protest back then. <laughs> Mail. But writing. Cadney and Lacey was saved. And it's one of the first shows. It's the first one that I can think of. Yeah. Where CBS there was a reversed its decision publicly, yeah. said, All right, well, I'm sorry. Yeah. We thought no one was watching it. And now you've sent us enough mail to make us shut down for a day. Yeah. So, God damn it, here. here here's your toy. <laughs> and here we are with this show that, um, I don't know, do you guys think it's going to, like, do you guys think it's going to be the next Friends? Do you guys think it's going to be the next Office? Or at least one of them? Or the next do Cheers? You, you know, I well, know, like, at, like is it safe seven from... or eight or whatever, isn't that okay to say it's... I was gonna say pick one of them, but I guess itself. Where and so haven't, they haven't done a movie yet, right? Never done a movie. Don't, oh, yeah, that's, supposed to, that's the standard. Is, isn't seven seasons about the time you do a movie, right? And I don't. Then I, don't I don't remember. I don't remember a Friends movie or an Office movie. No, uh, Friends go to uh, uh, Friends Abu go to Grey Hawaii or no, something. What was it? No. Yeah, they, they played with the Harlem Globetrotters. I saw that. <laughs> they no, saw. I don't know where you're going with this. They the mystery of the haunted roller coaster. No, that never happened. Um, but no, so do you guys think that this is going to be like among those shows? You got. Uh, oh, you, I'm saying all... it already is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think now, so too. At this point, with the new life from uh, from it's, NBC, it's highly syndicated. Well, yeah. like Terry mentioned too in the interview, he was talking about ten years down the road. Will it be looked back upon as new generation of fans look at Friends? I mean, yeah. Friends has been off the air, and now. Kids are watching and watching The Office. They're the highest viewed, some of the highest viewed shows on Netflix. I mean, and they were toddlers when when they first came out. So in ten years, will kids and everyone new audience be watching it? I think so. I, again, I start binging it within the past month or two. Yeah, and and I, you're on your second run through. Second run. Said? I keep, I just, <laughs> I'm just keep going. I really have no life. I just sit around and watch TV. <laughs> but I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot in my time. And <laughs> this show's got the stuff. No, uh, and you can see it from the writing and the throwbacks and the callbacks. It's really well written. The characters you seem to really enjoy the roles. They're passionate about it. And that has legs, man. Especially if you could go back and connect the little things like, again, like Joe Latrulia does so awesome. And, and there was an episode where he broke up with somebody. And um, they gave him back his, uh, I think, uh, humidifier. And then he broke up with someone else. And in the box, like uh, next year, it was his humidifier. So every time he breaks up with somebody, he gets it back. It's, just, it's little shit like that you pick up on. So it has that rewatchability. Yeah. And in this kind of binge culture, man, you, you're picking up on things you missed before and stuff you can look forward to, like the heist episode you mentioned. So, again, I think it has legs. And, and um, well, I think another part of that, especially when you're talking about the binge culture, it is still an example. It's still a network show, even with its uh, change of networks. It's a network show with a lot of episodes every year, but the hallmark of that is you can just watch any one of them yeah. at any time, mm -hmm. which in the binge culture is getting, it's getting further away from that. 
It's yeah. hard to find a Netflix original show that you can just sort of put on, pick an episode at any season, hit play, and you don't have to know any more about the show. You well, don't have I, to know the episode before or wonder about the episode after. I it's think where it's going to be, where it's uh, where I think it's going to kind of nestle is like this this wonderful spot, which is where the office lives for many and me <laughs> is that I can put the office on all day. I am vacuuming, doing office work, doing dishes, whatever. The office is on. It's on my phone, you know, on the window when I'm doing the dishes and I can watch it or at least listen to He's it. He's usually watching the office when we record this podcast. I'm watching so, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I've done it with uh, Brooklyn nine, nine, the scrubs, I think I've that's that one that's a that's another one of mine. Do you have like a go to season when you're just like starting out in the day, gonna do some chores like on the office? Right, pull it up on yeah. Hulu or whatever. Wh- where do you go? For I tend show? to actually this is this is this is gonna blow your all's mind, but I tend to like to rewatch the seasons without Michael Scott. Whoa! I know it's crazy. All right, uh, is that I'm like when you eat the oat pieces opinion. out of the Lucky Charms <laughs> so that you just have a bowl full of marshmallows later? Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> okay, I get that psychology. Yeah, so. yeah. I don't. I don't know why. I think it's because um, for he, the listeners, Jimmy, he might Jimmy literally Jimmy, looks Jimmy, yeah. like oh, wow. he's gonna he's carve gonna a me. shiv. <laughs> I have, I have nothing to answer. He's he's using a knife to carve a shiv. <laughs> Holy crap! Well, I mean, and another thing, you you know, I mentioned the rewatchability of the shows and the ability to just watch the one-offs. There are some overlying storylines with relationships and fatherhood, yep. and again, I think it's a treat for the fans who are sticking with it, who've watched since season one. The throwbacks and callbacks are for us, but for new people, you could just jump right in, especially when you switch networks, man. There's no guarantee that's going to work just because there was outcry and outrage over it. Are you still going to watch it? But I think that's a gift for the fans. And then again, looking back, uh, it, its legacy will be will still will still be there. And and yeah, that's what you look for in a show ultimately. Well, and uh, I don't think you guys remember this, but Scrubs was moved from NBC to ABC or the other way around. No. Yeah, but that didn't that's a good example. It did. (laughs) It 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 moved and that last season was a complete change from the norm. Like it basically turned into like a med school season. Right. So they changed their community went to Yahoo, they literally made their first episode directly around that even got Zach Braff to narrate it. Oh, they did. Oh, I so didn't even know that. That's okay. how jarring and noticeable and right. what a cultural touchstone. If you don't mind, that if Scrubs I, move was. Do you mind if I fact check? I mean, after that uh, New York remake. Hey, listen, <laughs> I mean, that was on, you, you don't have that was to on trust Yahoo. me now any more than you ever did. Well, was <laughs> extended on Yahoo with the with the last season of Scrubs? I Yahoo's just didn't know they get Sidney Poitier to be in uh, <laughs> yeah. the role of Turk. It was a stretch. It was a stretch. But, you know, ultimately it works. Yeah, but so this the. The whole like you know the the whole reason why David I even Keith. I even yeah. bring it up is because it's just like this show you would not know from season one to season six that it's any new network, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and what I learned from our next set of uh, interviews was that there's actually I was using the term studio incorrectly. Um, what? But, Who told you this? Well, I think we should get to the next set of interviews. Are you talking about that son of a You mean bitch, when you, Dan went, Moore you went to that, that gentleman's studio, it wasn't uh, what you thought it was? 
Oh, um, no, not quite. Oh, oh, oh are, are we going to the Dan Gore interview? Because <laughs> I got a whole other story yeah. about Dan Gore. Um, well, then, Magic Interview Machine, show us on the doll where Dan Gore and Luke Del Tredici touched Marky. Meanwhile... <laughs> This is a cool microphone. What's up yeah. with this? This is a much more professional table, much more tech savvy. That's than the definitely what's happening. We actually have some like time together over here. We did another round table earlier, so you guys are at the championship. Oh, what, did you work out the kinks in that one? Yeah, yeah. This is all worked out. We actually even worked out the first question. Yeah. <laughs> Good transition. Great. Yeah. yeah. So first smooth. question. Um, so you guys have a brand new network, had a whole season of brand new network. Have there been any differences between going from Fox to NBC and... The only real substantive dif difference is that we can bleep curse words on NBC and we can pixelate nudity on NBC. We did both of those things a lot, probably too yeah. much. Like after five years of not being allowed to, there was a lot of swearing on the show. Um, but in, in general, I would say there hasn't been a, a major difference. I mean, I, I, a thing we think is that in a lot of ways, we were always making an NBC show, even when we were on Fox. In terms of its sensibility, uh, while we loved being on Fox and they were wonderful to us, uh, yeah, a lot of the comedy DNA, Mike and Dan come from Parks and Rec, and I was coming from Thirty Rock, and Andy comes from SNL. It, it was always a natural fit for us to be, and the studio is Universal, you know, and they they produce all those NBC shows, the Parks in the Office, and you know, so it just always, it really didn't change that much for us, except that. You know, we just kept making the show we, we also, made. Also, quite honestly, we also just always wrote to our sensibility. And so no one has ever asked us to change the sensibility for which to which we're writing. Yeah. In which we're writing? No one has asked us to change our sensibility. Yeah. <laughs> just use the last part. Don't do yeah. the stumbling. Please, please edit. <laughs> Fix it in post. Yeah. Uh, is uh, Stephanie Beatrice going to direct any more episodes next season? Um, we haven't fully locked our schedule. Stephanie has been very busy uh, shooting this Lin-Manuel Miranda movie, and so, you know, these uh, scheduling is difficult. But to be quite honest, she did a wonderful job, and uh, so that did Melissa, and so did Joe. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was, uh, I'm very proud of that episode. The toughest thing is, in having an actor direct, is um, that you lose them really effectively for two weeks, because you lose them when they're prepping for the episode, and then you lose them when they're shooting the episode. And so it's very hard. We love Stephanie so much. We love Melissa so much. We love Joe so much. It's very hard to voluntarily say we're going to not have them in it. Apparently Dick Wolf has a rule where actors can only direct if once they've been on the show for 17 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> Which cracks me up. But um, yes, if there's if schedule permits, uh, we would love to have them back. They're, they're great. Yeah, And they all did such a good job last year. Can we expect... Gina to return at some point next season? I would love that. Uh, we haven't, again, we're, we're in the writer's room now, we're still breaking the, the, the series, but yeah, I mean, Chelsea is such a vital part of the family, and Gina is such an important character on the show, and our intention has always been that she will come back frequently, um, and so, yes, I, 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 I can't say yes because nothing is in writing, but it is our firm intention that, that you will see more Gina. Yeah. Uh, why isn't she there as often as she was before? What happened there? Well, she was a regular on the show, and she yeah. is no longer. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so now that Holtz maybe his, he's still beat cop, 
what's going to happen with the Halloween heist, and also uh, how is the what's the process for creating each heist like? Interesting. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, we we it, we have to see uh, how that would impact how his position will impact the Halloween heist. Um, we have not started it's breaking. It's called the Halloween heist, but now yeah, we I should mean, just call yeah. it the heist. Yeah. We're yeah. a mid-season show. Last year, it's, we we pushed it to the mile. It's the alliteration. You know, it's a little stressful because we don't know when we're on. Last year, we, we we waited a while until we finally knew where we were on, and then we were like, okay, there's an episode right around Cinco de Mayo. They ended up pushing it a week later. But So every year, it's been a different process. In the beginning, the first year, one of the things we wanted to do was we wanted to show Jake beating Holt at something because Holt had beaten Jake at everything until that moment. The second season, we wanted to show Holt had learned how to have fun, and so we had him really destroy Jake. And then it was important to us that Amy who's such a great detective and an equal in many ways, in every way, uh, and maybe even a better detective than Jake, uh, that she should have this win and that she had been underestimated. And so every year there's a different feeling. And then we had the idea that we were going to make a pro the proposal be a part of the heist. And so that really motivated that season. And then I, I think to some extent the, the challenge that helped us create last year's heist was the fact that it wasn't going to be on Halloween. Yeah. That it had to be second mile. We spent a lot of time talking. We spent a lot of time figuring out what that meant. Would it be a flashback episode? Would there be unfinished business? And a lot of aspects of that idea made it into the Cinco de Mayo script. There's the flashback to Halloween having been canceled because of a big fire, uh, which then turns out to be a part of the heist. And so all of these things. Yeah, I mean, it. I think it's like we we. It's distinctly put. I think we try and look at what what new conditions we have for that season for the characters, for the world and then we often use that as the starting point because it's we've now done five of them and it's hard not to repeat six, six of them and it's hard not to repeat and also we just want it to be as fun as possible and fun as big and big as possible can I ask really quick oh sorry I can, this was a silly one so someone else can ask a bigger one if you want <laughs> Yes, uh, to some extent that, that happens. Uh, I wouldn't say so much the story ideas, though, as much as, like, just just generally the characters are so informed by their personalities. You know, like, I would say... No, but from watching them develop their characters? Yeah, I oh, think yeah. that... You know, I would say that we watch, you know, Charles interact with Jake, and et cetera, and we develop story ideas. Yeah, no, and, I mean, and we, as you are saying, we base a lot of their characters on knowing the actors and getting to know them better and I'd the changes all in their the lives. Characters, yeah, I'd say all the characters have trended over, already started, I think you guys did a great job writing the pilot of like adjusting your vision when you had the actors in place to make sure that you aren't just forcing actors to, to like conform to, you know, to what was on the page, but rather adjust what's on the page. Uh, you can edit that out yeah, in post, too. <laughs> no, keep it. I'm not proud, you know? I think it shows a human side of me. Um, Otherwise, I might come across as yeah. too perfect. Oh, we gotta um, go. Anyway, I just say, Thank you guys. all are becoming yeah. more and more, the characters become more and more like the real people. And it's very helpful for us. Thank, Thank you so you. much, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Big question about new nerd cereal is, which side? Orange flavor on this side. Cherry flavor on this side. Cherry. So, which side? so delicious, I can't decide. New Nerd Cereal is the fruity good part of your complete breakfast. Which side are you going to eat first? Which side?
Also available in grape and strawberry. Nerds. Whoa, nerds cereal. Nerd cereal. You yes, remember I remember that was an actual thing. Remember it had the like two different sides of cereal? Just, just like the two just different like sides the of the actual candy, candy yeah. which I think is the only form nerds come in anymore. I think, yeah, I think it's always a they double They got that flavor. nerd's rope, but that's pure novelty. And it's like eating tiny little, little pieces of gravel. <laughs> like these little tiny. <laughs> Made of pure sugar. Yeah. But uh, before we get lost in the nerd weeds, hey, that was Dan Gore and Luke Del Tredici. Nice work. Whoa. I could not say that, but you did. That was great. Good well, job. Well, don't <laughs> ask me to do it again, but nonetheless... Some kind of revealing things here. I hate to be the TMZ of the group, but uh, you were asking about, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. I asked, well, uh, somebody else at the table brought up Chelsea Chelsea Peretti. Peretti. And they kind of got into, like, this whole thing about. uh, recently married and. uh, Jordan Peele. Had a child with Jordan Peele, which might be a part of this mystery. Maybe it is, but, you know, uh, actresses have pregnancies all the time on on series and they they film around it or they build it into the anyway it's no excuse to not be a part of the show and i now that was brought up as you know uh, what are you doing for chelsea in this next season and i thought that their answer was a little lacking and a little bit of depth i was trying to dig in a little bit and is the only question the only question that i got in man he said i believe he said was uh Next. She was she was on the show and now she's not so much on the show or something like that. Like it was it was a pretty cold uh, answer there. I thought. Yeah, but like a real journalism hero, you had a follow up question. No, I just sat there eating my tongue. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, <laughs> oh, no, I didn't answer my question. <laughs> Sorry to bother you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kind sir. <laughs> but anyway, Johnny Hexman on the case. What did you yes. uh, What did you find? Well. Let me tell you, from my reporting, no, um, so obviously there's been a lot of interviews she's done about it, and they're all noncommittal, similar to that one answer you got, the, she was on the show, she's not, and she's yes. gone, and in her interviews, they straight up asked, so was this something you brought to the table, did they bring it to you, and she goes, I'm deliberately being vague about that. And so, no answer. So, we really don't know. But the fact that... When someone expresses deliberate vagueness. Yeah, it's a little... That's... The, it's worse. Jeez. I think it's worse. That's the same as being expressly direct, right? right. But it's Am one I of those, crazy here? It, it's like, it's no. one of those things where, you know, in the answer, we really love her. We can't wait to have her back. Oh, and it's very positive in the ass. So, why'd she leave? And they're like, she's on the show, she's not. So, there's something there, but... We we just we just don't know. I mean, there's nothing that uh, there's no hint at what's going on. You know, only only they know. You mentioned that Jordan Peele thing. Like maybe she just doesn't need to work anymore. Well, that's that's no, very old fashioned. That's, of you, that's buddy. certainly no. <laughs> We're a little woke I here, buddy. Part. I don't think so. <laughs> that, that is not why it came. <laughs> I meant because she had been pregnant recently yeah. and had a had a child. That's what it because it. You know, back in the Cagney and Lacey days, the wild west of network television. Yeah. Sometimes an actress would get pregnant, they would unceremoniously, you know, Valerie's family, that bitch right out of there. No, man, I'm Which suggesting that cool. uh, Peretti and Peel is the new Jay-Z and Beyonce. Like, she does, doesn't have to work that hard anymore. Like, <laughs> 
Oh. I don't know. I just, I don't, maybe, I mean, we have no idea what the heck's going, going on there. It's a loss for the show, but I'll be honest, back. I'm kind of enjoying speculating. Yes. Can, can we, can we throw out a couple more crazy theories before we she got close a, the chapter? She got alien a major ab- league, she got a, ba- a major league baseball contract. <laughs> yes. I like uh, it. Alien abduction. Uh, oh, um, well, uh, developed an odor problem. <laughs> Just massive B.O. on the set. And, no, I'm sorry. Chelsea Peretti, I know you're a fan of the show. Uh, sometimes... Future guest. It, it, I got nothing. I'm, 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 I'm balking. I'm stepping in it like Mark right. on that well, question. Then, my guess here on the record, Dan Grimshay, Chelsea Peretti. Secret agent, CIA. Uh, that makes Ooh, sense. Actually. I'm cover. so sorry to have uh, exposed you. Uh-huh. It makes sense, actually. Uh, that one game show host was cloning experiment that went wrong. Oh, uh, yo. Like only had like a, a little late but, to the game. Like but Jimmy the Jet throwing in but another. Wouldn't that be a reason for her to stay on the show? Because there's clones of her now. Well, no, she was the clone, and it only like had a thirty-two, year old lifespan. Okay, So they had to bring her in like a new baby Yoda. Yeah. So now I think baby Yoda. So like the new baby Chelsea Chelsea that that's not the... even the Chelsea Peretti we knew. That's the new clone. Maybe so. Okay. Well, I think we solved that mystery. All right. That's All right. great. With it. I, th- I think uh, we're uh, doing some heavy lifting in the journalism uh, department. Yeah. yeah. Now something else that I kind of found, and and again, I I haven't heard this interview since I was there, <laughs> so it kind of jogged up. It kind of jogged a couple things. What's this whole thing about the about being able to bleep something out on NBC but not Fox? Oh, oh yeah, I was a little confused by that. Yeah. yeah. So so on Fox, for instance, you can't. Well, you can't cuss on any network shows. Right. But Fox won't let you cuss at all or, or show nudity. But on NBC, you could cuss. They'll just bleep it out. You could show nudity, but they just pixelate it. So that's the big difference. So they'll say, oh, oh like, fuck so this, but they'll just bleep you out. You mean the... you can't even have a bleep on Fox. Exactly. It's a. It's actually more restrictive than NBC. I've yeah, the network that. that brought you uh, Married weird. with Children and No Ma'am <laughs> is really, really yeah, <laughs> against uh, bleeping out cuss words for some reason. But when they came back, if you look at season six or five when they went over, episode one, uh, season six, whichever it is, um, they went right for it. They they cussed, they bleeped it out. I think like they showed some pixelated. Yeah, it's like, oh, we get to do this now. We're going to do it right away. They oh, did like, uh, like back in the day when... Uh, they let whatever procedural show say the word shit for like one ah, special day and right. then South Park Hill Street because Blue. it was on basic cable. It was I got away with it and said and they had a counter running. They said it like 300 times in the 120 minute episode. <laughs> Once Dennis Franz showed his ass. All, it was all that, kinds that of ass. Was the Pandora's box of asses on on TV shows. It was the box you didn't want to. Can open. we talk about those last couple of seasons of The Office without Michael Scott instead of? <laughs> oh, you want to talk about that again? Instead of Francis' ass. Oh, I'm not saying that Which, they're by better. The, by the way, I'm that not, was the name of my high school band. I'm not Fran- saying. Fran- I'm not ass. saying that they're better. All I, I'm saying is that it's. I, if I, you're I, gonna I have that. the rewatchability in that, it's on behind the, in the background. I happen to like the later years better. Okay. I don't know. It focuses on the other characters. All right. I see oh, we've been pulled back into the office sphere. Yeah, let's get back into Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine-Nine. <laughs> yeah, so they use that new, that just the new 
way to just be funny. And they went right at it. They always attack new ways to be funny and we're still with the callbacks. And I'm trying to think of the exact thing it's they bleeped out. But it's esoteric because much. I had no idea of that difference. And I feel like the civilian viewer has no idea. But they know it. They're well, so meta. This is another... They went for it and then explained it to us. Well, and now I'm going to go... And now on my next rewatch, I'm going to look for it. You You're know? just going to check the cuss words. I, yeah. I fast forward until that happened. I wasn't a fan until they started dropping the F-bombs because <laughs> I, I, I like filth. I'm a... Filthy, you know, <laughs> but it just brings that whole dynamic, and it just shows the they're willing to flower, flower, the fl- flower, flower, car. They're they're willing to just go for it in any different way. So they're like NBC, we get to cuss. And if you look at like Parks and Rec in the Office, Don, uh, Dan Gore was involved with Parks and Rec. They did that all the time. And Andy Dwyer would sit there, they just naked, and they bleeped out or you know yeah. pixelated his his crotchal area. So they're like, let's let's go for it. So I dig it. Yeah, and I mean. Any, I like when you can kind of uh, press the bounds or stretch the bounds. What's the metaphor I'm looking for? Sure, yeah. you uh, push the envelope. Push the envelope. Yeah, yeah, there you go. yeah. And I, I like bound your stretcheries. I do think it it does help. Eat the bishop. Um, it does help to have those boundaries at the same time because it makes you be more creative. You have to kind of. You know, working within a given. Yeah, I like it. I think it works, and I think for writers that are as talented as the Brooklyn Nine Nine crew are, the actors as good as they are, uh, they're making the most out of this. And this show is this show is a ten, and I'm I'm really digging it. Uh, as am I. Yeah. And you know what? Before we lose track of Brooklyn Nine Nine again, let's go ahead and bring out the big guns because you guys actually talked to the two. The stars. arguably yeah. main stars. Mm-hmm. You've sat through this much. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you <laughs> owe it to yourself. We can do. You're here. You're here for two names. <laughs> yeah, we actually got a chance to, to speak with Amy and Jake. Jake. So it's Jamie, Mister Mister <laughs> Mrs. Peralta. Ake. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get to the cute little couple. Jamaicaberg and. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, we actually we actually got a chance to sit down with these two. Um, you know, Andy Samberg, obviously huge star. Saturday Night Live started out uh, Lonely Island, the Lonely Island Boys, and um, you know maybe the uh, among the most famous um, Saturday Night Live skits is Dick in the Box, and that was Andy Samberg's idea. Uh, him and Justin Timberlake. Stop trying to look young. Yeah. Uh, I am just I'm, one of I'm the... hip and I'm with it. I'm hip and I'm jive. <laughs> um, yeah. So this guy's been, you know, uh, this just this young gun as far as comedy goes. He's been yeah. putting his dick in the box of society for many years, <laughs> yes, and yeah. we're all the better for it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, oh I love that. And um, you know, got a chance to sit there and and talk with him a little bit. I do get some questions in on this. Um, why are we waiting? Oh, yeah. Good point. Magic interview machine. Where's that Andy Sandberg? Where's that Melissa Fumero? Let's bring it on. Meanwhile. Melissa? Hi. Hello. How's it going? Hi, everybody. We already worked out of question one. 
Go for no it. No pressure. So last season, Jake and Amy, you guys spoke about having kids, and you had a whole episode developed to it. Yeah. So, but the interesting thing about it was that you guys basically said, like, it's okay to not have kids. If we don't have kids, we don't. And that's kind of a new thing in storytelling. Mm -hmm. So how is that for you guys, and how will we see that grow in their dynamic? And uh, how do you, what do you hope, since I know the writers are still working on the script, what do you <laughs> hope will happen for your characters? Like, if you could, if you could decide. Yeah, I think it'll be a natural progression in, like, any marriage once you've sort of opened that door in that conversation. And I think I, what I loved about that episode was, as you pointed out, it was, like, it felt very real and grounded that these people have, like, dangerous jobs that are complicated and work crazy hours. And how do you fit a family into that? Um, so, yeah, I think there's more to, like, explore. Yeah, I'm hopeful that'll be the case. Yeah. So you guys got a whole second life here. Mm -hmm. uh, what's it like coming to the new studio? And uh, uh, also, how did you feel about the fan reaction? Like we all just seemed to come in and just try to save the show. Mm -hmm. It was incredible. It was a new phenomenon that now seems to be happening more and more, which is so cool. Of, you know, there's so many shows in the past. More recently, something like Freaks and Geeks or something where. Everyone just clearly agreed that it was good, yeah. but because of the way the machine was built, it went away, and there were so many people just overtly saying, like, no, we like it, what are you doing? Yeah. But it just didn't reach whatever metric. But now there's so many places for a show to live, and uh, so many ways for people who enjoy them to tell the people who finance them that they do like them. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we were kind of uh, at the at the sort of front of the wave of that beginning and now it's becoming not commonplace but I mean just happened with one day at a time right yeah it's coming back yeah pretty incredible <laughs> I know it happened with it was there another show that got cancelled right around us that, that got picked up at Netflix Lucifer Lucifer, Lucifer. oh yeah stuff yeah. like that mm -hmm. where you're just like sweet man yeah, it's a lot it's of awesome. people that kept yeah. their job and a lot of people who like the show that get to keep watching it mm -hmm. yep. Are there differences in the studios, the switching from one to the other? From the networks? Because we shoot yeah. at the same place. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. 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 Not much has changed. Nothing really? No. Yeah. Not much. Thank yeah. You. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the time, you guys. Whoosh. Yeah, yeah. And we're back from Comic-Con 2019, so long ago and yet so fresh in our minds. I know, because the new season starts uh, February. February 6th or something like that. Right you around there. It's right around so, the corner. Yeah, I've been sitting on this audio for about half a year now. And I know, uh, and, I, and it's, it's been killing you. Yeah. I know. I've You've been... had this smirk on your face <laughs> yeah. the last nine months, and it honestly pisses me off, Marky. I, I know. I'm walking around here all, look at me. I talked to Andy Samberg. Blah, 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 blah. I was all in charge of the Andy Samberg interview, and I'm a big shot. <laughs> so sit down. Now, are we ready for the next uh, season to come out? Have we caught up on all the details? I'm in the all middle the of heist episodes, all the everything else. What else do we need to know about this damn show? No, I'm not caught up. <laughs> I am completely caught up And also I've missed a few panels at the Comic Con I was not at this one obviously Marky did a wonderful job interviewing everybody But very few times in my little oh, Damn it I would have wanted to be there And this is certainly one of them And also just seeing Andy Samberg on this show Again maybe wasn't the biggest fan 
Now I've never been so happy to be wrong. It rarely, rarely happened, but <laughs> yeah, right. this time is definitely. And yeah, I, I am feel a, like maybe slow down. Let's let this moment land where you admit you so were you're, wrong. So you're you're wrong. Let, let this bottle of wine breathe. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, let's just, drink it in. Good. You, you know, and, and just let it like so once again, step by step, Johnny, tell us how you fucked up where Mark did right. <laughs> You know, I'm going to be wrestling in that until uh, for the rest of my life, actually. <laughs> but he, everything he said about the show is true, and I got to experience it for myself, and especially seeing Sandberg's performance, and he's hilarious. And um, hashtag dick in the box all the way. I, he <laughs> pleasantly surprised. It's a great performance, mm -hmm. and I'm a big fan, and I'm on it when this show comes back up in February. I'm there, man. 99. Rock and roll. Right on. Jimmy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm anxious to get caught up. I did, I'm not. I missed. Uh, I think I'm missing the last three or four episodes. But uh, yeah. when the new season starts, it's going to be dynamite. Yeah, yeah. And this is one uh, Grim Shea here for all you listening. I'm going to say that uh, I actually was watching this show when it first came out, right before I cut the cord, and then I couldn't find it on streaming. Mm -hmm. Like after the second season, that's when I started. Uh, so I yeah. kind of waited, but but I was all in on in the first season. I was like, this is a fun show. And to this day, I'm glad it's still around because it is the best example, like I said earlier, of what a good network show should be. Yeah. 30 minutes of you love the characters. There isn't a big investment in like a story arc. You can watch it's there. 20 minutes at a time. Yeah. And it's not off the wall, but it's also doesn't take itself seriously. It's hard to find that stuff now. It used to be standard. So I'm glad it's still out there. I'm going to keep watching it. Yeah. But also, like, like as I've been binging it the last couple weeks since we start setting up the show, just like you, Johnny Heck, except I had already been watching it. I'm watching episodes that my Hulu account says I've already watched. Yeah. Like it's got that little full white bar at the bottom. I'll turn it on. I don't remember anything about it. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy it all over again. Yeah. And then I do some more drugs. <laughs> and then you enjoy the and whole And when level. are we going to start recording this podcast? <laughs> it's getting late, guys. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I I am I am with you guys. I this this show is this show's a 10. Uh the Pop culture references. I know we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but you know, this guy, this this Andy Samberg, <laughs> I think a lot of him is in the Jake Peralta character. You know, this is a guy who's around our age. He grew up, you know, he was Oh, he is a serialite yeah, for, for sure. sure. His love of Die Hard. It's like you know, because the type of cop that Jake Peralta is is the type of cop that me or us as an eight-year-old watching Die Hard would imagine us to be, you know? Like, the very first episode of him, he's talking to an action figure of a cop. This guy has that mentality of being a cop. That Which was, is something, actually, John McClane would never do. So no, it's like, I know that, but that's not like the, that's he not was the point. exactly us. He was playing right, he was us, us through the, that prison. Right, yes. and it shows, and... There are constant references to Die Hard amongst among other pop culture references. I mean, there's this is a big cupcake of pop culture, and it's sweet 
and you take a bite out of it. <laughs> you know, it's got the sprinkles on it. It's nope, got nope, all of no this. No one stop him. Let him no, keep going I'm with done this metaphor. With this. I got to hear this. That's it. It's a cupcake. I don't know if it's, a, it's sweet. <laughs> it's small. It's a, you can take a bite out of it. Yo, like you know? one of them raisin cupcakes. It's delicious. Go ahead. <laughs> a cupcake is a smaller version of a cake. What more do you need? Oh, well, I didn't know you put raisins in cupcakes. I didn't say raisins. I said sprinkles. <laughs> he said raisins. <laughs> oh, he said, I didn't, I'm not listening to that. That's why you lost. Yeah. But yeah, but this is, this is the show. I mean, it, it's really, this is the Saturday morning cereal show. It is. And again, in 10 years, when we look back on it, I'm sure it's going to be up there with the, the friends and the office, the rewatchability mm-hmm. and also gain more relevance. And it's just watching it. And the throwbacks and the callbacks, the show's written with heart, and it gives something to the fans all the time, and the fans are giving back by fighting for it. And the fact that it's not season seven debuts soon, but they've already been renewed for season eight. So this isn't the end of the show, and it's in a lot of ways just just starting. So and it's, I don't think that you're also, um, you know how when you watch a Friends or you watch a Seinfeld, it's like not all New Yorkers are all white <laughs> you know like oh, like right. you have Aren't a they? lot of representation in brooklyn 99 that i think is really going to do a lot of good as far as your uh watchability going into the future i mean you have a lot of representation in it it's not it's not handled any more serious than anything else is in that show it's just you happen to have a latina you happen to have a homosexual uh black captain you happen you know it's just these things are dealt with, or they're just presented, and you just kind of yeah, it's, it's more, it's more like move they're, on. They're not dealt with. They're not they dealt with. They're not hanging threads. Yeah, and I think uh, that that's gonna uh, that's gonna build into its longevity. So the show is progressive, progressive as well as everything that's the else, else without putting it on sleeve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Back. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Jimmy the Jet and <laughs> Jimmy yeah. seems to be uh, I, agreeing. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. I I agree. I wasn't uh, uh, prepared to tag that statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you were asking me for back, that. Back in the 80s or 70s, if you had an African American captain or a gay captain, yeah. that would have been a whole episode. Oh, or or and, serious, yeah. And everyone's kind of tiptoeing around. It'd be a very special episode because they didn't know how to do it. A very special. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's presented. It's like, how do we talk to our kids about? You know, a character that isn't just a normal, white, straight person. But now, again, yeah, it is mentioned, and, and Holt does reveal how difficult it was coming up as a homosexual, you know, as an African-American and, and all that. But no one is like, who's this? I can't believe this yeah. is happening. And so many yeah. times on screen, all the characters are people of color, uh, women, Lati- I mean... It's not just like six white people sitting in a coffee shop avoiding every minority in fucking New York City. Not there's anything like, wrong with that. Anything wrong with that. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. Whatever and, your politics are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's great. Doon, doon, doon. The more four white guys know. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right, I feel like we've uh, we've about. I mean, we could talk about this show more and more. Oh, absolutely. But. I'm going to give everyone one chance to say one more thing about it. And I'm talking fast. Point to you, Marky, first. Die hard. Johnny Heck. All right. Jimmy the Gent, you go. <laughs> Captain Holt. Johnny Heck, actually, you go. Oh, sure. Um, eating marshmallows. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. We'll look bad happy to get a chance. Everyone's trying to do a protection of, uh, imitation of what they think Holt would be like eating marshmallows. And the one that got it was Boyle. He just, <laughs> just 
Can you take us out without soundbite? Yeah. It's a, I won't. Yeah, sure, I could. Oh, let's do that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, well, that's after that, I'm sure that certainly was enough of this, huh? Yeah, so say we all. So say so we say all. Time nine. Marshmallow. I knew it. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Oh, this is enough of this. throws and then a jumper gave the Lakers a four-point lead and now his assist to Shaquille O'Neal makes it a six-point difference with 41 and three-tenths seconds left LA has outscored Portland 25 to 4 in the last nine minutes and 50 seconds Portland which has played so well and with so much heart coming back from down 3-1 has picked a terrible time to experience an eight-point fourth quarter on three of 18 shooting From the bottom of my heart, thank you. And uh, what can I say? Mamba out.